bedtime go at your house? Let me just tell you that bedtime usually starts out great at our house, but when it's time for me to say goodnight and leave the room, everything usually falls apart rather quickly. Which is why the kids now listen to sleep podcasts after we leave the room. This week's kid podcast is one of the podcasts in our bedtime rotation. It's called Koala Moon and it is wonderfully soothing, but still entertaining. In the episode, I call it Coco Sleep because that's what it used to be called, but between the time we recorded the interview and it now coming out, they've changed their name to Koala Moon. I'm Andy Smiley, the Friendly Podcast Guide. I'm a mom who has used podcasts to fight the boredom and loneliness of motherhood, and now I want to help you find a podcast that can do the same thing for you. It can be overwhelming to try and find a podcast you'll enjoy in the thousands of shows that are out there. That's where I come in. My episodes are short, and they answer all of the questions you'll have about the podcast, so you'll know if it's a good fit for you or not. I'm here to help you find a podcast you'll love without wasting your time. Now, let's talk podcasts. The Koala Moon team describes the podcast like this. Original bedtime stories and meditations for children designed to make bedtimes a dream. The magical sleep meditations and short stories are delivered in a relaxed audiobook style with calming sleep music. The length of each episode is about 30 minutes. Before we learn more about Koala Moon, we're going to take a quick break to talk about my free podcast consultations. I've been able to talk to some amazing podcasters about their shows while doing interviews for the Friendly Podcast Guide. And along the way, I've learned so many tips and tricks on how to start a podcast from the hosts I've interviewed and from personal experience. I've talked to podcast hosts about what made their launch successful and what made it more difficult. And I for sure know what I would do differently if I could go back and launch my show again. And I want to share my knowledge with you. That's why I'm offering free podcast consults. And I have a couple of spots open in the next month. If you need help nailing down your podcast idea, figuring out your niche, or you have any other podcast questions, I would love to work with you to answer your questions and help you launch your show. If you're interested in working with me, fill out the intake form in the show notes. I can't wait to help you make the podcast of your dreams. Now we get to hear from Abby as she talks about the delightful place she lives and how her adorable dog has a starring role in the podcast. For some reason, Abby's audio is a little muffled, but I promise it is worth listening to for her wonderful stories and calming voice. Abby, welcome to the Friendly Podcast Guide. I cannot wait to talk to you all about Coco Sleep. But before we dive in, can you introduce yourself a little bit to my listeners? Sure, happily. Um, well, thank you for having me, Andy. I am Abby Offer. I'm at Minds from the Coco Sleep, Bedtime Stories and Meditations podcast. Um, I'm British, as you can hear. I live in <laughs> Wales, which is um, just, it's Britain, but it's like, I live just over the border. Um, so I've got two kids. Um, we live in the countryside. I have a dog gorgeous dog who's actually right here uh, and she's called Sunny. She features in the podcast. Mm. I have this perfect picture of whales in my head now of the country with Sunny. That sounds pretty idyllic. (laughs) Yeah, we go on daily dog walks where we live. It's really, really beautiful. I Well, I've never been to Wales and I really want to. So it's definitely on my list of places to go. Oh, gorgeous. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I'm already getting distracted. Why did you want to start and be a part of Coco Sleep? Oh, lovely question. So 
I'm the narrator for Coco Sleep. Um, it's a team effort. It's not simply me on my own. Having had my own young children and been through that kind of tumultuous time of having very little children and really wanting to raise them right and to be busy with them during the day and read stories at night and make sure they got enough sleep in between, I could really relate or, or I really wondered why there weren't more sleep stories for children, not necessarily children's stories, but just stories that were beautifully crafted, really nicely presented with with empathy and with kind of um, themes in them that children could relate to, but not patronising, just, you know, big themes and, and themes of, of kind of having big feelings. But I couldn't understand why there wasn't this thing out there in the world for kids. There's an awful lot of kids' content, but there isn't necessarily really what I would consider um, good quality kind of content that's got real integrity. So that's what I was very interested in trying to, to do. And with this, my, my lovely team at Sleepiest, we had a conversation and we decided actually what we wanted to, to try and do was with the app is still in existence and it's hugely popular, but we started a podcast um, and the podcast is very much in that niche of relaxing stories that children will enjoy, but also hopefully their wider family will also enjoy listening to. And it's taken all of us by a huge surprise, absolutely huge surprise, just how, how loyal our listeners are. You know, we started with a free podcast. We now also have a, a subscription, like a premium stream. Um, and honestly, the reviews just come in thick and fast with five stars and positive comments. It's just absolutely lovely reading what the children listening have to say about the podcast and very often actually what their parents do about how much they will enjoy sort of listening together. Our bedtime has been flipped from this punishment to a reward because they, they can sort of settle down and listen together of an evening. That is lovely. Okay, so my next question is, what do you want people to get out of your podcast? But I feel like you kind of just answered it. Turning bed mm. bedtime from a punishment to a reward. That is like so exactly what we want as moms with little yeah. kids. So that is awesome. Because it's every night, isn't it? It's every single day you get to the point where it comes becomes bedtime. The day has to end. And it's always a point of tension. At least in my household, it always happens. <laughs> um, you know, except possibly if my grand if their grandparents were over or someone else was putting them to bed. But on the daily it tended to be a kind of potential time for uh, things should say for the wheels to fall off. Um yeah. Lots of crying, lots of frustration. So my dream is essentially just to produce something that will be uh really enjoyable really just like good on every level like there's nothing sinister there's nothing dark about it there's nothing that's going to give the kids nightmares there's nothing that's going to get them addicted like no this is just a really beautiful story that's going to be just long enough and read in the way 
that's suitable enough to just help you drift off complete. That's it. Definitely. Well, and what I've noticed is some of my kids are really good at going to sleep and others are not. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and my kids that aren't as good, they need that extra little help, right? They need that meditation or that story that can kind of, they can kind of focus on as they're falling asleep so that they can go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Literally to change gear in their brains or but I think it's something that, that they'll hear a story or they'll, they'll, they'll choose a meditation. Just something that will pique their curiosity and it will just say, it will keep them curious enough to forget whatever it was that was happening before, you know, because I think bedtime stories have this fantastic magic to them that they can shift you out of whatever state you were in into a new state. Like you can forget whatever happened during the day or if there was a big flare up over tea or whatever, you know, once you're in bed and you've got a story, you've moved now and you can move into a completely lovely new place and you'll go to sleep and you'll hopefully, you know, sleep really well and really deeply and you'll wake up refreshed and your next day is just going to be better. Definitely. So with, I feel like your podcast, it's kind of obvious, but I do like to ask, um, how would you describe the vibe of your show? (laughs) The vibe is very relaxing. It's soothing, um, calm, gently funny. I really love the story writing. You've got a few great writers and they tend to have some lovely characters or the turn of phrases that they put in there or the little like Sunny and Hector are two of our sort of most popular ca- characters and they're two dogs, they're best <laughs> friends. Sunny happens to be my dog. Um, the writer wrote about her and Hector belongs to our CEO. We, they were both puppies at the same time. So these two dogs go off on all kinds of missions and have all sorts of adventures. And they are always just having a bit of fun and it's like so yeah, lighthearted, funny, sweet, a bit nostalgic maybe, mm. um, and just yeah, soothing. Those are perfect words for a sleep podcast. So that's exactly what we're <laughs> looking for, right? I love it. Yeah, it is. So one of my favorite questions to ask um podcast hosts is what your favorite episode yeah. is. But before you answer, to give you a second to think about it. How about you tell us where can people find Coco Sleep, um, like social media, mm. podcast, website, all that jazz? Okay, so I would always start with the website, which is cocosleep.fm, uh, K-O-K-O-S-L-E-E-P. Um, there's Instagram, which is the same, at cocosleep.fm. We're on YouTube as well. Um, yeah, just you know, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, as for my favorite, so this, this answer kind of changes every few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the quality of the writing sometimes completely stops me in my tracks because we'll get, I'll get a story through that I just, I think has been written so well or so cleverly um and i just i will give a shout out to our wonderful um 
story writers, if that's okay, because we've got Susanna, Alicia, Gillian, uh, Luke, Jane, and no, that's it. That's five. I've forgotten anyone. I hope I've, I've remembered everybody. Um, <laughs> and I think the recent one that Suze wrote is a collaboration. It literally came out on the 22nd. So what are we today? I think it was last week came out. And it's a collaboration with another podcast called Reach. Mm. And it's a kind of um, a space story that features Hector and Sonny two uh, lovely dogs and they are going on a journey to an observatory uh, to look at the stars and they fall asleep on the way there and they kind of get immersed in this podcast that their owner's listening to which is the Reach podcast which is all about space and traveling through the solar system and they go off on this amazing flight of fancy um, through space and they meet up with the two hosts of the other podcast, but in dog form. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some great dialogue. We learn a lot about the different planets. And then they kind of come back down to Earth and they end up back in the car and they, their owner takes them into the observatory. There's like this amazing imaginary mashup that happens. That is absolutely awesome. wrote. And it is, it is full of really good facts. It's got really lovely dialogue in there. Um, it's really interesting. I think a lot of kids love space. They love hearing about it. Mm-hmm. And that was how we we sort of came up to work with another podcaster. And I just think that's a really nice kind of example of how you can, you know, collaborate these days. Um, so we've done that one. And another really lovely one is called Isla and the Bravery Dragon. And it's about a little girl. Um, who's at school and she has a kind of comfort toy with her because she's very nervous about doing um, school assembly and through doing several things and learning ways to relax herself and to her parents and the lovely things her parents say because she she stopped feeling quite so nervous Um, they're doing a rehearsal of their assembly at school and she realizes that the boy next to her really is all tangled up in nerves and she just so sweetly gives him her bravery dragon Mm. and it isn't really kind of spoken about explicitly but essentially the stories about the kindness of children and how they can just really be the sweetest it, and we don't celebrate it very often, actually, with children and their natural, innate kindness. Mm. Um, so Alicia wrote that story. And it just had a moment that really choked me up, actually, when I was reading it. I thought that was so sweet, the way that she that she conveyed that little scene. And it stayed with me. It came from a request from a preschool teacher in New Zealand, that, that story. A preschool teacher whose own daughter was called Isla, who had this little bravery dragon and she wrote in said could you write a story about it so uh, Alicia did she went away and uh, jumped up this brilliant story so a lot of our stories come from listeners that's that's lovely I truly I do feel like some of the best stories or podcast episodes in my case usually come from 
our listeners, right? Where they're, mm. I feel they have, you know, it's just more heads are better than one, right? And I, and I think yeah. when we are able to all work together and get that input from listeners, I, yeah, it just makes mm-hmm. everything better. So that is absolutely I lovely. Agree. I think that's the real kind of amazing thing that Coco Sleep has, has sort of shown me is that you, if you can keep the doors open to communication, you get back so much from people, from your listeners, from other podcasters, um, just that I'm not quite sure. It's a little bit like magic, but we seem to get loads of kind of of lovely comments or suggestions or names for characters. People sharing, kids sharing, um, you know, their their little ideas, or they send in pictures that they've drawn, or and it's so it has such a real effect on our team because we real we know then that what we're doing is you know, serving people and it's hitting the spot. I mean, we found out recently that the average listener to our podcast listens 27 times a month. Like they oh, are awesome. listening almost, you know, nightly. And they're thinking about us and they're sending us stuff and we're, you know, taking that inspiration and doing something with it. And then you get a, a response and it's just lovely. It's lovely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I like to ask kid podcast hosts um, or shows in general, what age mm-hmm. range is, is like, do you aim for f- with your show? I know that like younger kids and older mm-hmm. kids and even adults will listen, but like, what's that? What's the like age range that you like aim for? I'd say five to 12 is the kind of okay. perfect age range. We've got some writers that tend to write younger um, some stories, I should say, that if you were to pass them through a kind of reading age, uh, you know, filter, it would say five, six years old. And then some of our stories definitely are more like 10 years old, 11 years old. The vocabulary is a bit more advanced and the grammar is a bit more complicated. Some of the concepts are possibly a bit more complicated. But yeah, but there's quite a broad range. We've had comments from older kids who say they listen because it kind of helps them to relax when they feel a bit younger. You know, maybe they just started high school and it's all a bit much actually. And it's just quite nice to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like love that. that. Like, yeah. Yes. It's sweet, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes we need a reminder that it's okay to be little, right. And just to yeah. relax. Definitely. And there's no, no shame in just wanting to listen to something familiar and I should say to you, one of my major reasons for wanting to do this for children, um, I forgot to mention earlier, but I, as a child, listened to cassettes because I'm like 120 years old. So I was listening to audio cassettes when I was a child. I was reading, but then I'd have to turn my life out and that was that. And then I was allowed to listen and I would always listen to the same ones. Again, probably from about the age of eight until I was I don't know, 14, quite old. So I wanted to give that back as well because I know how how lovely that is, how comforting that is to have something to listen to. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for making the show and being on my show today. It's 
been absolutely a lovely conversation and I cannot wait for my listeners to find your listeners and join all of the people that already listen to Coco Sleep and just make bedtime a little bit easier. Like you said, I love that bedtime becomes less of a chore and more of something to look forward to. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you so, so much. You've, You've been, yeah, ever so kind and asking me all these lovely questions and letting me talk about it my real passion project so thank you thank you for listening and for sharing thank you for listening to this episode if you know someone or a family who could use koala sleep in their life will you share this episode with them also if you're thinking about starting a podcast let's hop on a free consult call to talk about how to make that happen talk to you soon